Hey, hey, welcome back, guys. This is the 40 Pet Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan Beck, and this episode is called Natural Born Leaders, Part 1. So today's episode, we're going to talk about teamwork and persevering as a team through the hard times and your role as a leader on a team. Um, I think it's important to realize when you guys are in in the position of authority or guidance or mentorship, we tend to focus a lot on what our issues are in the store or what our issues are with certain employees. And we lose the aspect of, you know, we are a team and we accomplish, succeed, and even fail always as a team and knowing your role on that team knowing the roles of your employees on your team are all just as important as putting 40 pepperoni on a pizza um one thing you're going to hear from uh, lamont hunley who's my my uh, guest tonight um which was an amazing interview uh i learned a lot from him um and, and honestly, he, he humbled me a little bit. He had some really great advice. Um, and one of the things I learned from him is you know, a lot of times we focus on having to be great all the time and having to be perfect. And, and when we get enveloped into that, we tend to lose sight of the good things that are going on. Not necessarily great, but there are good things going on. And if we just focus on being great in the great things, we tend to oversee those good things that are happening, the progresses we've made, the yards we've gained. Um, And in this interview, there's going to be a lot of uh, football talk and uh, relating how Domino's and our team in the stores and more of as an entire company, how, we need to rely on each other and communicate properly and play our part and play our role um, to be successful as a team. One thing we will go into is a big part of that is culture and standards and expectations we set in our stores, how we develop our people. And a whole part of it, part of development is not just you. You shouldn't be the only one setting the example and spending time with the new guys to to get them better. It needs to be from the entire team. That includes the GM, the assistant, shift leaders, your CSRs, even your drivers, supervisors, owners. We're, We're all part of the same team and we all have our roles that we need to play. And when you bring somebody new in or you're trying to fix a weakness in your store, you have to be able to kind of step down from that, that great pedestal and figure out what we're doing good and realize it and praise ourselves for that. Then look and see where we're struggling and figure out how, how do we approach this in a manner where as a team... We feel successful. We feel we've accomplished something 
to where not only you are feeling good because you got your bonus or you got you know an award or whatever, but your entire team needs to be proud of that. You know, a lot of times we get into the process of thinking that it's about me getting my bonus. Yeah, it is about you getting your bonus. But how do you get a CSR to want to do well so you get your bonus? They're not seeing any of that, right? How do you get your shift leader who doesn't receive a bonus get to maintain the numbers that, that you need? And honestly, the, the best way is look at your culture in your store. Do your employees enjoy coming to work? Do they enjoy talking with everybody? Like, Do you see that morale boost that you need to see? And we talk about um, his, his nephew, Kenny, a little bit in the interview. And, and I'm going to kind of shout out to Kenny. One, one reason I went to Kenny and asked him to, to join our leadership team at that store is because every time I walked in there, he truly would brighten everybody's day. He made people feel welcome to come into work. He made them enjoy their time at work. And all of that is is part of, you know, being on a team. And we all go through tough times. We struggle. We have bad days. And what can destroy a culture or destroy a morale in, in a team is not realizing, you know, the good things that are still happening. And we focus on everything that's going wrong. And, and Lamont definitely discusses and talks about and hits the point of when we're failing it's hard to see those good things and it's hard to come out of that hole and what makes a great leader of a team is finding a way to get everybody out of that hole and to get them to the next step and that's all it is 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 the next step he also talks about you know when things get too complicated going back to the basics and simplifying it. So I really hope uh, you guys enjoy the interview. Um, I've also got uh, what annoys me. Um, I got a few other treats in there, some fun facts. Um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But first, commercials. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Born Leader. He started off just answering phones. Thank you for calling Domino's. How can I help you? Then he dealt with an angry customer. Oh man, I am so sorry about that. Can I remake that for you? Oh great. How about an order of lava cakes for your trouble? Now you see him take on a new role in his most epic adventure yet. Becoming a GM. Watch him take his team from the bottom to the top in service. Watch him battle the demons on Halloween. Watch the heartache unfold when his assistant graduates nursing school. He is the natural born leader. Coming soon to a theater near you. Natural born leaders is based on actual events. Names and locations have been changed to protect the identities of those involved. All right, that seems like a movie we all can relate to. All right, guys, it's that time of the podcast, the interview. 
So without further ado, Lamont Hunley. Hello everyone, this is uh, Nolan Beck and uh, I got a great interview uh, guest today. Um, so if any of you from Tucson uh, watch football, back, back, back in the day, <laughs> um, you might have heard of a gentleman by the name of Lamont Huntley. Um, he was a linebacker for four years, correct, at U of A? Yes, university. And, and he also played for the NFL. Um, and I brought him on today, one, because uh, his nephew actually uh, works for us in Domino's, and, and uh, he was the one that reached out to him for me. So thank you, uh, Kenny. Uh, hope you're doing great over there. And, uh, and he has some great insight on what it's like to be part of a team and what it's like to persevere through hard times. And I just thought it would be great for his experience, his knowledge, his wisdom, um, for you guys to uh, get to listen to. Um, so please welcome mm-hmm. Lamont Hunley. Well, thank you, man. Thank you, Noah, for reaching out to me. And, and actually, I give a little shout out to my nephew. Uh, his first name is Kenneth, which is my first name. Oh. So he's basically got my namesake. So a good little kid. And we, we wishing and, and hope for big things for Kenny. I, I, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. I. I tell him all the time that I love the energy he brings mm-hmm. into the store. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I'm in there, mm-hmm. that store lightens up. He nice. he definitely makes people laugh. Yes. He mm-hmm. brightens their day, yes. and you know he makes it a goal. Yes, and that's yes. what I love about him. I remember mm-hmm. going up to him the first day and asking him to be a leader for mm-hmm. me. Nice in one of my stores because you know he, he he was just the the nice csr mm-hmm. worked hard showed mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. um but every time i was there he, mm-hmm. he made me smile which is kind of hard to do wow. so um i love having him on, wow. on my leadership team and and again awesome. kenny i know you're listening to this yeah. Yeah. uh thank but, you and, and those are key roles to be a leader the things that you just mentioned most definitely are the key characteristics of being a great leader first you know first and foremost is listening you know you got to have you know, a good ear. And, you know, the good Lord blesses us with two ears. <laughs> so we can listen more than we can talk. Um, I, and I, I mean, I think by far, um, and then you got to, you know, you have to have uh, good charisma, you know, character about yourself and true to yourself. Um, if you have those characteristics, um, everything just falls in place, you know. And, you know, leadership and a true leader, it just has a way of forming itself. Um, I mean, you got to work to get it, I must say. But there are some people that's born leaders. You ever heard the word, they say born leaders? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. believe there are some people who are just born leaders. You know, you can just be a leader in, you know, in the kindergarten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the first one in the line, whatever it may be. Um, and you carry that on through the rest of your life because that's the type of person that you have and the characteristics that you have. Um, and I think a lot of athletes, they just become leaders because of the fact that they are, you know... Um, they work around people so much. They work around teams so much that you have to be able to, you know, have those leadership characteristics in order to make that team form and go the direct direction. You know, so you mentioned a few of those things that, that you saw in Kenny and you probably see in other people that works for you just as well. Um, I think sometimes you have to pull that out of people, you know, you, you see it and then you have to pull it out of them. There's some people that just basically don't want to be in the front. They kind of get in their own way sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. So you, and that's again, that's another, you know, <clears throat> characteristic of a true leader who can find leaders, mm-hmm. you know, create leaders and make those people feel good about themselves. 
Um, and I, I think uh, in a team concept itself, I think it's important that, you know, whoever the leader is, have the understanding that he or she don't know everything. Um, that you got a group of people that may know a few things that you may not be aware of. And you listen to those people and you learn from those people just as well. And like I say, you know, a good leader has two ears, not one, you know, and they allow you to, to listen and take that input and then put that stuff out. So what, when did you know that you were a leader? How, how young of, of an age were you? <laughs> well, you know, we, I'm from a big family. Um, I don't know if Kenny had mentioned that to you. Um, I have, um, I have six brothers and three sisters. Um, I'm right in the middle of my brothers. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I have three older brothers, three younger brothers. And um, as far as the concept of leadership, it, it kind of formulated my household. Our mom was one of these that would basically put the oldest in charge. Okay. If she's gone away and for whatever reason may be working or whatever that may be out grocery shopping, whatever you want to call it then oldest kid or oldest siblings was in charge at that point in time. You know, so we as the younger kids had to respect the older, okay? I mean, but it was a lot of responsibility for the older siblings to take care of the rest of us. I mean, we bunch of knuckleheads running around doing a lot of yeah, mischievous things. Yeah, I got one four-year-old, I'm, I'm pulling my hair out. <laughs> you know, and, we're, and we're talking someone who's just a couple of years older than we are. And that individual had to step up and take that role of, of the leader of the house at that point in time. Uh, so I think as a kid, I, I learned it very, very early as a kid. I saw it. I saw it happening, um, you know, because my mom, she drilled it in us and she made sure that uh, you took on that role and you took on that role with pride. You took on that role because you didn't want to disappoint her and you took on a role because you wanted to help the rest of your family members or your siblings. And to this day, I think that same um, principle is, is instilled in our life now. You know, um, you know, we, 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 the oldest around, at least we give him the opportunity to talk first, <laughs> you know, but you know, we have our input and, and, uh, we say what we want to say, but by far, I think I just saw it naturally, you know? And then I think when <clears throat> involved in sports is basically automatically, um, allow me to, you know, take on that, that leadership role a little, little, um, Take, take more ownership of that leadership role um, when I started getting, getting into sports. Um, you know, most of the time people see, especially in sports, they think the best player should be the leader. You know, the best player is not always the leader, okay? Because uh, <clears throat> the leadership is characteristics. It's not just how good you are. It's the other um, intangibles that you do off the field, let's call it, okay? Are you always on time? Are you the first person there, the last person to leave? Okay. Are you listening to your teammates? Are you helping your teammates? Okay. Are you moving your teammates in the right direction? Okay. Are you a knucklehead and getting in trouble, or are you there front and center to help those that are getting in trouble and keep them on the on the on the right focus in the right direction to what we're trying to do? Um, and that that's per se is not the best player that's that's playing the game. You know, it can be you know the worst player. You know, but instead that that player comes to to the top because he knows how to pull from his teammates or the people that's around him. And he knows how to get the most out of them and move, you know, move the ship in the right direction. Oh, that, that I, I couldn't have even said that any better. Mm -hmm. um, one thing you're kind of talking about with you and your family atmosphere mm -hmm. is you guys had a culture mm -hmm. of 
being responsible and mm-hmm. holding each other accountable. Yes. And, and it started at the top. Yes. And because it started at the top and you were brought through that, mm-hmm. it, it, it was almost inevitable that you were going to gain some of those qualities. And then mm-hmm. staying in that environment mm-hmm. and that culture definitely built more skills and more... Mm-hmm. You already had that knowledge yeah. of how to respond in certain situations. Exactly. Right. What What kind of advice would you give for somebody that has come from a background where they didn't have that and they've had mm-hmm. to struggle to have that leadership in their life, mm-hmm. and are in in a business environment where okay. it's it's a team environment and they have to conform mm-hmm. to a different style of culture that they're used to. Because one thing with Domino's Mm -hmm. is like our applications and and the people that we normally hire, they're not ones going to college and they haven't been in in the, you know, structure of leadership, you know. And and so one thing that we've noticed is having that leadership team Mm -hmm. that holds each other accountable that has each other's backs, that goes every day looking to how, how to make their team better with love and, mm-hmm. and attention and, right. and care. Mm-hmm. Um, for somebody that's not used to that, yeah. that can be pretty intimidating. What would your advice for them be? Well, I, I think what you just mentioned in the, in the culture that you guys have created, um, and again, the type of individuals that you do uh, bring into your, into your system, or to your business. Um, I think a lot of those individuals, uh, I don't want it, but it, it may be true. A lot of those individuals may not have the self-esteem on morale to, again, want to move forward in life. Um, and they, they basically probably take on that personality and they bring that personality within the structure of your walls of your, your guys' company. Um, <clears throat> I think those type of people are, are probably some of the best people that you can, uh, you know, mold and you can create within your structure of ways of, of how you guys would like to see things done. Because, I mean, they, they are an empty canvas here, you know. They really don't have an understanding of, of really how to, uh, you know, shape themselves into becoming leaders or becoming, you know, you know great people in society, period. You know, so I think um, if your leadership... <laughs> Is strong leadership, and your leadership is the right leadership. You know, you 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 can ask for a better um, empty campus here in order to you know draw your picture or create your own picture of your way of of, of making that employee conform to your culture of Domino's Pizza. Um, it's it's some kind of way. Some in some cases you may have somebody who's there who's already headstrong. My way of doing things. This is how I got to do it. This is where I saw it. This is where it should be. Okay, and to me, that's harder to change versus what maybe you guys are dealing with in your situation. Um, and I think once you got that opportunity with those individuals, again, it goes back to listening, listening to you know who they are. Okay, what type of individuals they are, because I can't help you or let you conform to my way of doing things until I know the type of individual that you are first and foremost. Okay. Um, I mean, even in my structure, my business here, it's the same thing. I mean, I go and try to find people that I think can fit into my family unit. I mean, I call it a family unit because that's what we have here. We have a family unit of individuals that come to work 
and work together shoulder to shoulder, you know, with the same goal in, in mind. Um, so if I can, you know, find that, that particular individual, then I can get that individual to conform to my way of doing things. Um, and that individual start catching on and catching on and say, oh, I, I see the reason why, you know, Arizona Health or Domino's Pizza wanted this way because it works that way. Yeah. Okay. Because that's the way it works. And, you know, first and foremost, you're talking about a Domino's Pizza franchise have been around for forever. You know, mm-hmm. obviously something is right. Right. In order for it to sustain that long. Um, personally, we've been in, in business 36 years. Something we're doing right is allow us to sustain that long. So if I can find <clears throat> individuals that, that I, I know first and foremost fit in my mix of my way of doing things and first and foremost, unselfish, okay, on time, all right, you know, want to be here. I'm not making you be here. You want to be here. You want to be a part of this, okay? We can find those things. Then the rest of the stuff, as far as what we do here, I can teach you that, okay? That's going to come. Same thing with you guys, all right? You're dependable. You're there. The other things, I can teach you. I mean, I can teach you how to make a pizza, okay? Mm-hmm. I can teach you basically how to deliver a pizza, wherever your, your concept is. Those things can be taught. The other things, if you have those characteristics, they come along with the game. And it moves, again, it moves the needle forward in regards to what you guys' goals are, what my goals are, in order to stay successful and be successful. Um, you know, so I, I think uh, I think in a lot of cases, because of the fact that, you know, there's a lot, quite a few people, probably your guys, again, in your sense, they they thinking that, oh, it's, it's just a low-level job. It's not a low-level job. Yeah, that's the stereotype. Yeah, right. and, yeah. mm-hmm. and what... When I first got into Domino's, mm-hmm. that's what it was for me. It, mm-hmm. it was a low-level job. Yeah. And and one thing that I didn't mm-hmm. realize is, you know, when I tried something else, mm-hmm. didn't work out for mm-hmm. me. Domino's was it's, still there, it's there, still there right, for me. Exactly. And and I've always enjoyed the dynamic of, mm-hmm. of Domino's Pizza because I mm-hmm. get to work on a team mm-hmm. and. We get to have fun, and mm-hmm. there's jobs. They I've worked them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're by yourself in a truck right. driving right. all day, right. or mm-hmm. you know, you're dealing with customers on the mm-hmm. phone that mm-hmm. you've never talked to before exactly. that are pissed off about something. Right. You know, that's right. not working. Right. Um, and so I've always loved the team dynamic mm-hmm. of of Domino's, and and that's what this podcast episode's about is is like the team aspect yes. and, and persevering, mm-hmm. and getting your team on the same page Mm -hmm. and and to the standards or expectations that you set in your own store yeah and i kind of wanted to talk to you uh going back to when you played Mm -hmm. for u of a okay so to find out what happens tune in next week where we will have part two of the lamont hunley interview we will be going over more in depth on how his part of being a team has affected his life and made his life successful, how he's relied on the connections he has made. We're also going to go more in depth on how important it is for you to make those connections and build your team to help you become more successful. So I really hope you appreciated the first part. Second part is even better. So I hope you join us next week. Uh, We are going to go over uh, that as well as I'll have what annoys me and a few more fun facts for you. 
Thank you again, guys. Appreciate it. If you'd like to leave some feedback on the show, please email me at 40peppodcast at dpzwest.com. That's the number 40peppodcast at dpzwest.com. I look forward to hearing from you and enjoy your week.